tell stories of how creators in Africa get things done. I'm your host, Gabriel Ndaka. Today's episode is bound to leave you inspired, produced by Box Studios and Kampala. We deeply appreciate your support as we continue to bring you inspiring stories. Please share and leave a review on your favorite podcast application as this helps us get discovered and inspires a wider audience. And if you want to do more, you can donate to us and this helps us tell more stories of limitless possibility. Check the show notes for more details. Let's dive into another exciting episode of Madhouse. Welcome to this exciting episode of Madhouse. Join us as we delve into a fascinating conversation with John Kajemba, a talented digital artist and creative entrepreneur, about his journey of self-education and growth, and his exciting things he's been up to and the lessons he's learned along the way. Enjoy the episode. So, I have an old guest. OGs of OGs. Today, I think I just do OGs. Next person to throw in here is like, who? Lukman, throw him here. Lukman has been dodging me. But yes, Jenna is in the building. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. OG of Asylum, Madhouse. I think you were, you, you were like the first guest when we had those events like near Crystal Towers. I was definitely there the first day. Yeah, the first, the first event. We the ever first held. event, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I would say I was the first guest, but I was there. Yeah. I remember Richard was there. Yeah, Richard. So we I should look out for Richard and just yeah, do that's, that's a proper OG of science. Yeah. Like we had the small, even Quizera. Quizera. Small OGs, eh? Yeah. And we had a small, like, panel thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quizera, uh, uh, Richard, you. There was another artist, I've forgotten his name. He was a really good, like, comic book, like, illustrator. Okay. Brian. Brian, yes. Yeah. Humora. Humora, yes. I did Humura like recently, actually, yeah. which is so weird. I need to look up for that one. Yeah, I like three weeks ago he was here doing his episode because I met him at at Digat Fest and I was like, mm. "Yo, oh, you uh, were there?" Yeah, I was like, "Can we do a thing?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, let's do a thing." Yeah, I passed by the art fest as well. Yeah, I saw him. I was there for a bit. I like what I was doing like with the punks. It's really cool. It was overwhelming. I'm telling you, being there, like you know. <laughs> Like you said, we are OGs in this thing. We've been in this thing for a while before it Old was popular. Yeah. And now I'm seeing all these young kids excited and talk, like showing me the comics they're working on. Yeah. And I'm like, when did it reach here? Like, what <laughs> happened? Yeah, when we had no one, like, it looked like mad people in the streets. They're like, you want to be an artist yeah. to draw comics? What's the tablet? The, like, it's the cool thing. <laughs> That's the cool thing. So yeah, introduce yourself for those who don't know who you are. Uh, yeah. Um, Jonah Kajimba. But in the art world, everyone knows me as Mr. JNK or just JNK. Yeah. Um, I'm a visual artist. I do illustrations. I do animations. Um, I do graphic design. As we were saying earlier, before we started, I used to do music as well. <laughs> so I've, I've been around doing album. everything. Yeah, hey, the album be, is there. We're going to look for it. Just be like someone SoundCloud. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm curious, how did this start? Like, let's talk about how it started, like art and creativity and all these cool expressions. Ooh. Yeah, I'm very curious how it all started for you. You want to go, like, how far back do you want to go? Because that's how far back it goes. That's how far back it goes, it even goes, before the OG days. It goes, me and art goes back to the beginning. Yeah. To the beginning of... Being born. Yeah. Yes. I think I was doing art before I could talk. Ah. Like most, most kids, you know, most kids, they'll give you crayons and they'll yeah. give you stuff. But it was a bit different for me. 
Um, I'm a second born. Yeah. I have an older brother. Okay. My older brother was an artist. Uh, so the first person I ever saw, like as soon as I started understanding, yeah. was obviously my parents. Yeah. But then there's my brother. Yeah. And he's already doing art. Mm. And he's older, so he is a bit more developed. Yeah. So I was seeing him doing art. My father was an artist as well. Uh, so it was different. Like it wasn't just fill in the blanks, color this book. Yeah. Here and there. It, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit structured for us. Like yeah. it, like everything meant something. My my dad was very uh, militant yeah. <laughs> in the way he in the way he taught things. Yeah. He would sit you down and say, "Why did you use that color? Yeah. Why did you draw the man's head this big? And you're a child for <laughs> you just drawing a head." And yeah. he's like, "No, that doesn't make sense. You need proportions and this and that." So for me, I had that kind of uh, strict strict upbringing in art from yeah. the very beginning. Mm. I had good competition in terms of my brother, yeah. someone to look up to, someone to compete with yeah. in the art world. Yeah. Then there's obviously, like I said, my dad giving instruction. My uncles, like I really come from a world of art. So I was always in, into art. Yeah. When I reached school, I was that kid that would help the teachers draw on the board. You know, there's always that guy they call, yeah. oh, come and help us draw a... A, a, a grasshopper yeah. you're drawing the parts of the grasshopper or you're drawing the human skeleton and yeah. stuff like that yeah then by the time art became proper maybe in the end towards the end of primary school is when it becomes really serious yeah and they're examining you by then i was just like ahead of everyone uh, in yes. art because so, they just like really been working at it for like a while exactly yeah. exactly and i keep telling people that i keep telling people i personally have i'm yet to decide if i believe in the word talent yeah are talented people just people who are magically good at things yeah. or have they just been practicing for longer because uh, everyone well, so it's almost find, like your, your unfair advantage of like you exactly. started early you just and have, like, you, have a, uh, you have a head start yeah like everyone you find who you call talented yeah. ask them when they started yeah and you find they started a very long time ago yeah and it's it's one thing to like i said to start early but it's another thing to, to start being structured early yeah so if, if from the if you're being very intentional with something Like I'm sure there was a time in your art journey as well yeah. when you said you know what I'm no longer just doodling I'm trying to draw this circle as perfect as possible. Yeah. I'm trying to make these tones as smooth as possible stuff like that. Yeah. So imagine you've been doing that since you were like six. Uh I think for me what you're saying like art for me I mean like for me from a young age was tinkering with computers. Mhm. Because like I don't think I was like like you like drawing pieces of paper but like if anything to do with gadgets fixing things together yeah. that stuff i enjoyed and so like pieces and like what pieces could create yeah. i think from really young age i was like ah oh, you could make a thing oh okay you could click this and do a thing oh, when okay. was the first time you discovered photoshop photoshop was like p7 p7 yeah and and how was that discovery for you like what led you there i guess uh so like you remember this this thing on ubc mhm so one time it's like so this is funny story There's this I think it was a I think it was uh there's this TV show I think something about aliens on Mars that used to kill people and like soldiers used to go anyway there's like a documentary they did about the making of the thing yeah and then like in the documentary some guy like you know like some weird guy and some weird guy just like yo hi so we use like photoshop and maya and I was like in P7 you know what I mean I just like yeah Oh, what's this stuff? And you're like, I have to do it. Then it's like, I'm looking at my PC and then I started figuring out when like, pestering my parents of like, Photoshop, Photoshop. And I think Photoshop, what? Seven, six, some old version of Photoshop. Yeah. And someone, my dad found it at some, those, you remember those Indians on Kampala Road who used to sell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. so he got a copy of Photoshop. Got the CD. CD, slotted it in. And it was crazy because for me, there was no, there was no YouTube then. Mm-hmm. 
So it was for manual. It was for try and error, yeah. No, for me it was for the reading the manual. Oh, reading the manual. Because it came with the manual. You know what's crazy about that? Like, yeah. it's, it's interesting you bring that up. Yeah. People have, I don't know if you're those people, but yeah. like, let's find this out. People have different ways of learning, right? Yeah. And I noticed this in gamers. Yeah. Are you a gamer? Not casual, necessarily. Very casual. Casual? Which, but yes. you play. Yeah, you, like you've, games. you've delved into the world of games. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm playing Assassin's Creed, so I'm trying to... When you switch it. on a game for the first time, yeah, you know they first bring you the... like You've just switched it on, they yeah. bring you that cut tutorial Yeah, the tutorial thing, level. And they're like, aha, uh-huh, the tutorial level. level. Where you like bash a few things. Uh-huh. And like, you go through that. Yeah, you go through that, learn the mechanics. May I skip it. I always skip it. Like I'm that guy who wants to learn... On the job. On the job. Like, I don't like tutorials at all. Like, I ah. I try to skip, even when I'm on a YouTube tutorial of yeah. something I absolutely don't know. Yeah. I have this impatience where I'm watching it, but I'm on the forward thing. Yeah, I'm okay. like, just get me to the get me to the, get me to the end. I just want the information that you need. Yeah, so like, like, when it comes to manuals, like you talked about manuals, yeah. I don't read manuals at all. No, because I didn't know anything. You get like, like very complex software and, yeah. like, and just ask, what, what do I do with this thing? Yeah. And then for some weird reason, when you install it, it then Adobe used to used to the money used to come with it, mm. and there was like a very structured lesson plan. There, I was yeah. like, okay, layers boy. went through I just, it. I just like let me go through it until I can do something with a photograph in Photoshop. Yeah, and then I think the first time, I think it was like S one S two. I got a photo of Paris, mm-hmm. and then I scanned a photograph of my mom, and then like cropped her out yeah. and put her against Paris, and then I like you know like there's a celebration like yeah yeah, yeah I yeah. put someone in Paris. See yeah, what yeah, but like. Yeah, but I was what you're saying of like these like opportunities or like these things where you say like that. It's interesting, you know. Um, you said you were watching this show about aliens. I think it was Battlestar Galactica, if Maybe I'm Battle not mistaken. Star, oh, there's another one. There's another one. Aliens, they're very savage. Mm. Like they used to. I've forgotten what it was called. Mars something. But and it was just like a making of documentary, yeah. and somehow it was playing on UBC. Or yeah. then was it UTV then? Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know, like P7 Vark, and you're like seeing this stuff, and you're like. Huh. I remember so for me it was do, like in like maybe actually, in the, I was shocked for me, I was shocked that then that's when I learned there were people called animators. Yeah. I was like, wait, people go to, to to I used to think kids made cartoons. Oh. All the time growing up. I used to think like, like you saw cartoons, tunes? you know cartoons are for kids. kids. So, so like, you thought likely, kids are making this. Most like kids are what? Kids make this stuff. No. So how shocked were you when you found out how difficult it is to to create those things? Yeah, it's hard. And then, but for me, I was shocked there were adults. There were actually adult jobs yeah. that guys go to work yeah. to draw. Oh, were you, were you thinking it's kids because in your mind, you're a kid? Yeah. And you were thinking that maybe you can get the job. In like, a way, but like, it's like, who else is making this? Like, I don't see adults in my space yeah. making cartoons. You know what I mean? I don't see them making Tom and Jerry. Who makes Tom and Jerry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most likely, it's a bunch of maybe older kids mm-hmm. who know how to draw better than me. Mm. That 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 make Tom and Jerry, and That's then you realize, oh crap, the whole bunch of old men who yeah. make Tom and Jerry. That's sad, but yeah, but yes, That's he was, yeah, but you were sharing how like this sort of structured. We're talking about like this unfair advantage of talented people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, having like more time at the just that having thing. a uh, a head start. Yeah. And almost everyone I met, you know, growing up when I was doing art, yeah, the the people who you meet and you you look at this guy and you're like, yeah, this guy is good, yeah. When you sit down and talk to him, you realize there's always a similarity mm. in terms of how they grew up with art. Yeah. Like there was this one guy called Kizito mm. in primary school. This guy was so good, but he was good in a particular thing. Mm. He, he, he used to draw cars. Uh, I used to struggle drawing cars. Like I was good at human figure because I was, 
you know, interested in ninja tattoos and power rangers and things yeah. like that. So those are things I was always practicing. And then I met this guy Kizito and he was drawing cars and when I tried to draw cars I was struggling, I was so terrible. Yeah. And when I asked him why um why are you so good at that? Yeah. And he told me he he grew up like his dad worked in a car dealership. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Or uh, like a bond or something and yeah. he was always you know, going to, see going to see the dad and just seeing cars yeah. and he just sit down and draw draw the cars. So that was his exposure, seeing cars. Yeah. And he, he just had that practice. So people looked at me and thought, oh, this guy can draw anything, but I couldn't draw anything. Yeah. I would struggle with cars in particular. Mm. And yet for this guy, it was good. But you tell him to draw a pot, he will struggle. Uh, so I, I realized that that whole thing of someone being talented yeah. is just exposure. Mm. We're talking about music. Yeah. Every, you play the guitar. Yeah, a bit. I double. Sometimes you will take a, a period without playing, right? Yeah. Mm. And then you come back and your fingers are hurting whenever yeah. you're pressing the chord and yeah. stuff like that. But there will be that guy who, for him, he never took a break. He's always, if you started at the same time as some other guy, yeah. let's call him Gabriel 2.0, yeah. and he never stopped at any one moment. Yeah. Six years down the line, there's going to be a difference. Yeah. yeah. So for me and the whole talent thing, I don't, there's something, I'm yet to put my finger on it. I don't yeah. really believe it. You should it. read a book called The Unfair Advantage. I think you mm. think it's, yeah. It's by, do you know who it's by? Uh, some two guys. They wrote a really interesting book. They kind of wrote saying that basically the idea is that everyone has an unfair advantage, mm -hmm. and there are like five spaces in which you have unfair advantage. Yeah. Either you have, they say it's education, resource, time, time and place, mm. uh, upbringing, like environment. Yeah. And then I think the fifth one was a bit of luck, like you get like lucky, yeah. There's also lucky. that. They're, they're saying there's also chance, but basically the book basically they were saying that hey, everyone has. Everyone sort of has some kind of advantage. Un unfair. Like the problem is like everyone thinks money is the only unfair advantage. Mm. And yet someone says, Yeah, you could be, you may have resources, mm. but you may not be as smart. Mm. And then they are so they started giving examples. They're like, so let's look at Snapchat. The founder of Snapchat. They were giving examples of like, so like Snapchat guy, he's from a rich family, yeah. but he's also very smart. Yeah. Like he went to Caltech and he did computer science. And him and his friends built this app called Snapchat. Yeah. Then he uses his, his parents were lawyers of celebrities. Yeah, yeah. So he, he took oh. Snapchat. And so he was like, see how that one's unfair advantage? He's using his smart. Yes, his yes. Resource. But his exposure yeah. again to the celebrity yeah. world. And, yeah. Yeah. And then they're saying uh, Stripe, the payment app, the founders. Mm. The, this guy was fishing Essex and he was already accepting to MIT. Mm -hmm. Like this was, this guy was doing his Essex, like Essex uh, uh, was, and it was, and so this guy was saying, ah, you see, these people were from a simple, ordinary, like, family. Yeah. But they were really brilliant kids. Yeah. Because this guy, by senior four, MIT is already saying, please come, we have a space for you to, to, to be part of. And so that's what basically what the book is. I'll send it to you, I think, to be like a please great send. read. Yeah. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. But it's very interesting. When you read, you're like, Ah, I should stop like basically it's also a book that says stop comparing yourself to other people and first look inside and be like, what do I have? It's a hard thing not to compare, you know. I mean, I think everyone deep down knows comparing is bad. Yeah. But it's a hard thing not to. Uh, and sometimes like, self-improvement does come in comparison. Like yeah. if you sit in a if you just put yourself in a bubble and say, I'm not going to compare to anyone, yeah. You know, there's the whole the only version of me I should compare to is the my past self and yeah. stuff like I that. I'm only competing with myself. Yeah, I think it's a bit of nonsense. Like yeah. sometimes you do have to compare to people that are better than you. Just to yeah. see, gauge and As say, As a yardstick, okay, you're like, okay. I need to work here. I need to if work I'm trying this. to improve myself and say, going back to our humble beginnings. Yeah. I remember when I just started with digital art. Yeah. And at first I was just doing Photoshop, coming up with posters and things like that. That was in uni. Yeah. 
and somewhere in about third year because I was always good at drawing yeah but now I hadn't translated the drawing into the digital world so yeah. digitally I was doing photoshop yeah. posters and all that but I was still drawing on paper yeah then I land on this guy called Patrick Brown yeah ah uh, you know Patrick huh because even your style <coughs> sort of yes, gives 100% to like Patrick Brown so I I and they always say I used to even say this when I was teaching and and people would say how how do I find my style yeah. how do I develop my own style and I I say the style just find you yeah. when I saw Patrick's art I'd seen so many other people's art when I saw Patrick's art it was already so similar to mine yeah. like the pencil drawings I was yeah. doing that I was like this is it this is the direction I should take and then I found tutorials that Patrick was doing and I was like I have to be like this guy so it started by trying to be like him but in trying to be like him I ended up creating my own thing yeah so there there was a level of comparison like yeah. I, i saw him and i was comparing myself to him and i wanted to be like him ended up becoming something else yeah. so it's impossible to just be in a bubble and say i will live in a world where i don't compare myself to anyone yeah it's, it's impossible it's, yeah spiritually it's impossible yeah but yeah so yes you were still talking about like so we're still talking about like how you well we we were talking about like getting like how you started in art and how you sort of uh but now you've just gotten us to like the point of digital art because now i'm very curious like uh you need and then figuring out because it seems like we've yeah, yeah, yeah. that point already so like yeah no uh, i can take you back i can take you back a bit uh. so like i said primary school yeah. i was i was always like among the best yeah. i was always in art class i yeah. was i remember in 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 a level in yeah. particular mm. i had i was doing um pem yeah. stroke art yeah and art was such a by the way for me like it was so obviously easy to me yeah. that i would even not go to the art room <laughs> like i would miss classes i just knew like and it's the, a and the, marks it was just like those those by the way to me like to that point i was actually been taking it for granted and and my mom in particular was telling me you need to take art seriously because mm. she she's one person who believed in if you're good at something you have to push it uh, my dad was my dad who was the artist yeah. him he was like no 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 you're already good at art there's no need to push it yeah. focus on sciences he yeah. was one of those guys that believed in books he's like yeah. focus on sciences my mom is like no 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 you need to like focus on your art but i was like it was a by the way to me at this point it was just free marks i would miss classes and i would still come for the test and i would still pass yeah so by then i, I want to say i was kind of losing interest in art and when i finished um when i finished a level yeah it's now time for uni yeah i didn't perform that well in form 6 yeah so my dad is like so how huh, what are we going to do what's yeah. the, what's the next plan yeah and he's like i think you're going to go to malaysia yeah my brother was already there yeah he's going to go to malaysia what do you want to do when you get there yeah and now he's also he has seen the light and he's yeah. like i think this guy should do something art related. Yeah. So he's on my case he's like ah decide 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 something art related but I had lost interest. Mm. I I I wanted to focus on art I mean sorry on IT yeah. tech stuff and yeah. that was where yeah. this was the boom of yeah, technology and cool technology and the, the internet is, yeah, yeah, is all coming up, up. I'm, yeah. I'm like I have to be part of that. Yeah. And he's like no pick something art related. I say fine. I'm going to do animation. Yeah. So he sends me over there to do animation. When I reach there I registered for another course. Uh, and I didn't tell him until like I was done with like maybe two sems. Uh, and I told him, "Yeah, by the way, I just had fight." He's like, "But what happened to that thing?" I'm like, eh, "I can still always do it." Yeah. So I was doing IT, majoring in security tech. Yeah. But on the side, because of just being a natural artist, yeah. I was still doing some art. I was still doing the Photoshop things like I said, doing posters. Mm. There were guys who had nightclubs. This was in Malaysia. Yeah. The guys who had nightclubs so I was doing posters for them. Said pocket money. Some small pocket money they would give me there. 
So I, I now started realizing, oh, I can make money in this. Mm. But I still wasn't seeing a future in it. Mm. And I had friends who were actually studying uh, animation courses and mm. art courses. Mm. And they would come to me to help them with assignments. Yeah. So to a degree, it's like I was doing two courses at the same time. <laughs> I was doing my IT, yeah. but because I'm helping these guys with assignments, I'm also doing like some art degrees. Yeah. So I was learning. Yeah. By the time I finished, I said, you know what? Because now, like I said, making some small money. Yeah. I said, I'm going to now go all the way with that. So I remember I came back. I got a job almost immediately, like in the first week yeah. with an ad agency. And uh, it's a funny story that the place where I was hired, yeah. I was hired to replace Lukman. <laughs> like Lukman, we didn't even story. know each other. I should cut this out the same to him and say. No, he knows, he knows. I told him. So like literally I was hired. Like Lukman had just left this place. Yeah. And I was hired to replace him, and I didn't. Is that when he was also traveling? I think there was a moment where he was leaving. He left the agency and was trying to move around. No, I know the time when he traveled. When he went to know, it wasn't then, but this was before that. Before. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, but I think he was already because he left. Then he went to another agency. Mm. I think he went to Scanad. So this one was called Da Vinci the agency. Ah, okay. He left there. He went to Scanad, but I think he was already on the path to becoming independent. Mm. You know, there's when you just get that idea in your head that mm. I want to be independent and yeah. once you've thought it, you can't unthink it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, so I came to replace Lukman. I didn't even know it. Like that agency was one of a very unique place. There's so many people, even Richard worked there for a bit. <laughs> Though his was more like, um, like he wasn't there permanently. It was more consultancy. Ah, okay. Yeah, but it's like when he had also just started out. So it was a very small agency, but the talent that passed through there was a bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I worked there for... I don't think I even finished a year. I think I did eight months mm. or nine months and then I quit and started freelance. Agency world is a bit interesting. Like it can get intense. Yeah, I don't think that was my issue. Yeah. The I actually like the intensity. Till today, that's one of the things I appreciate learning in the agency world yeah. is being able to work under pressure. I think that pressure, sometimes I feel the pressure in the agency world is just bad planning, but... It is definitely <laughs> bad planning. Like people sit on something. Yeah. Like people from the corporate world who are your clients, yeah. they sit on something until the very last minute they're like, oh, we're supposed to launch this product. We have a week to go. Yeah. Anyway. And then they just come to you and they want miracles. Mm. And that's definitely something that should change, but I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. I think I've always thought because I think the people in corporate world are busy bodies. Dude, I could talk on this podcast for four days <laughs> about, the busy about what I think about those <laughs> corporate guys, but um, let's, 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 let's leave that for now. More books to read. I've read, uh, uh, there's another book I think I should send you. It's called, I think, uh, it's called Bullshit Jobs, A Theory. Bullshit Jobs. Bullshit Jobs. Oh, Bullshit Jobs. Like this guy went around mm -hmm. and he was saying, hey, it seems as, as a global economy, we're wasting so much resources yeah. and BS jobs. So he says, like, you realize there's too many jobs in the market around the world. Yeah. Where it's like, what's your job? And then he looks at the salary and he's like, yo, uh-uh. You get like... You know, the more, the more interesting question to ask, and I ask this to people sometimes, yeah. like, if you ask someone, what's your job? Then like, like, what do you... They will answer it. Yeah. But if you ask someone, what do you do? Yeah. Like, when you're there yeah. at the office, what do you actually do? Yeah. You see someone sweating... <laughs> Like most people are just there, man. They just they go to work. He's getting his salary. He has his job title. But yeah. what does he actually do? Hmm? And when you question that, is when you see the insecurity leaking in. Like most people are really not doing much. Yeah. Just, and it's the, the financial buffer that's sort of keeping them there. Mm -hmm. Saving them from... But if you're like... 
this output of work so yeah see covid covid exposed that right exposed it a bit, yes, remember yes, covid yes. came and they were like okay guys some of you are going to have to work from home like they started analyzing like who's doing what here yeah like how they send you home but the company is not closing so they do we really need this guy yeah. what do you actually do here yeah so some people yeah, lost no, the, jobs unfortunately the book, the book he gets into like the global workforce and how there's an increase in like bs jobs yeah and then it's like man teachers reverends cleaners those jobs you get you kind of need those jobs yeah. but somehow the, the list paid yeah the list paid yeah it's like but like a guy is like i am the marketing advertising creative officer you're like Dude, for what? the longer the title <laughs> the more useless <laughs> the job i'm telling you you're like that's how much you earn for and then it's like you know the book is really interesting but yes we're talking about like um they are de- working with the corporate, the corporate world, world. I, my, i enjoyed it yeah, i won't lie to you yeah. i enjoyed that pressure uh working crazy hours mm. and stuff like that. like of course as you're in it you yeah. be cussing you be cussing yeah. but low key i work well under pressure yeah. and i mean that's just i guess everyone has their personality traits but for me that's it yeah. i work well under pressure so i i liked that i actually miss it sometimes <laughs> i miss yeah. that um like, like unrealistic pressure, pressure. Unrealistic because pressure. i guess the the reward is also there yeah like if you come through it the other end yeah so much you've learned yeah. about yourself i guess but and also the team i was working with these guys were really good these guys are really creative mm-hmm. like you sit down and you have to come up with an idea like you're, it's your problem solving basically yeah. you have to come up with an idea you have limited time so when you manage to do it the 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 satisfaction you get from that was very very nice i yeah. would say Yeah, yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. But you also mentioned something when we we're talking about like the what you say guys you still get started the corporate so fun because like when you said everyone passed through it mm-hmm. and I was like wait what was I doing around that time? And I'm like most likely it was later that's early creatures. You, so you didn't do um you didn't do oh you, you had creatures eh? We said creatures I said creatures remember. Oh, yeah, I didn't here. know that. Here it started here like, like here here in this yeah, very yes, space yes yeah this is where creatures started are you serious creatures started in my second year of campus so Raymond mm. was doing animation mm-hmm. in Malaysia mm. and then he comes for holidays yeah and then we're like yo we should like a studio right mm-hmm. I was like yeah man studio Maybe so you didn't do, you didn't you didn't enter like the agency world or anything like that straight and also like I, I was like you like mm. university paid me a lot for graphic design work mm. so by the time i left campus i was freelancing i was yeah. just like i'm freelancing yeah yeah you're I like, tried like to own, get like a job at parliament doing computer science stuff and it because i did computer science in school mm. but like yeah i got that some of that money was great but then i was like i really see i really enjoyed this sort of design job stuff more yeah and so i was like how do i make it make sense that's you know interesting I, mean? I, i didn't know you were creatures so you started creatures with raymond yeah This is right after uni he has just come back. No, so Raymond Raymond is still in school. Mm-hmm. I would make fun that I'm regime one of creatures. Mm. Sam so like the regime of creatures that no one really knows about. Mm. Like when creatures was like those who know creatures like mm-hmm. creatures animation, they'll know this the gab regime where it was like yeah. we're still trying to figure out all these things. I was trying to teach myself how to animate. Yeah. But I was trying to walk around and tell guys, "Hey, do you want to do an animated ad?" And guys are like, "What the heck is that?" Yeah, yeah. Like, want to do cartoons like for stuff. Like there was a lot of figuring out a lot of things yeah. which I didn't know and for Raymond he had the better chance of like going to Malaysia then he got those jobs then he got that internship at that animation studio yeah. and f- so by the time he came back he sort of had like a work experience and understand Yeah he understood like the structure And so when he came back the... I was just like yo bro man like this animation stuff you have fun you know what I mean like me I've done my best Yeah but please and then that's how like Kalawanda ate my homework started yeah. he was like okay I'm going to train a team Like, yeah, so by like, by then you had left like you left by creatures. then I was sort of like 
the name was there, but then I was like, now freelancing as just a, you get, I could use the name for business and work, mm. but it was not like I was walking around as creatures. As an anime, no, as an creatures was then when I was, it was not really an animation studio, it was more like a creative studio. Yeah. Because for me, I was just like, whatever paid the bills that time, I did. You get what it said, video shoot or yeah. a graphic shoot, but the invoice was creatures. I get you. You get so. Yeah, but when Raymond came back, he was like, I need to organize a few things. I was like, yo, you want to take the thing? I was like, ah, man, do the thing. Go ahead, yeah. You, for me, I I don't think I'm I'm cut out. Or I think I don't, I didn't feel like I was, like I was going a whole other direction. Yeah, yeah. And he had come with a certain like focus and wanted to do a thing. And I was like, no, I think that's your thing. Have fun. I get you, yeah. Yeah, so I was, a little, and so funny because in your time, a lot of people thought like there was like a, because they're like, yo, Gab, like, you're the creatures guy. And then Raymond comes back. And then mm. and then everyone thought there was like a, like a, like some, like as if like side, like, like something happened. And like a falling out. Falling out. Yeah. And it was like, no, man, I just, you just went your way. Just like, uh, like, we're good, but this animation. So was that happened. around the same time when you now started Asylum? No, Asylum was happening, by the way, when creatures was around. Mm. Like when we said, when you guys came for the first event. Asylum creatures was there in the back trying to, I was trying to like because I was again I was walking around telling remember even someone told someone was making fun one time he's like man Raymond's lucky man he came at the time it was like it was another guy who painted the wall purple here those days yeah if you know a guy called Prosper I know Prosper yeah yeah so Prosper was like yo man man Raymond's lucky like he came at and like we we're just talking and yeah. was like oh yeah and it was weird because it's like we're such OGs that the timing for everyone you get so it was like when Raymond came animation and like the style like the acceptance of it as a thing mm. was sort of more prevalent yes and then also he had the skill set sort of back his stuff yeah well for us was like just tinkering with Maya and he understood the structures because being yeah. trained and yeah having that like you said but, he worked the internship yeah and for me I was just like off YouTube and reading articles and trying to figure out how the business of animation works mm. and so yeah, but like those are the things that when when we start when we started asylum when you guys used to do, which yeah. was was ready in the works or was trying to figure out a few things. I get studio. you. Yeah. yeah, but that's how it started. Whoa, man! Yeah, yeah small world we work in, eh? Like yes, we work in such tiny, a small yes, world. Very like we find, like I was telling you that this place I joined, I was replacing Lukman. Yeah, like things just move in circles. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe we should just start like the, bring back the physical event and bring everyone back. I know. Let's be, like, be like today's panel is like OGs only. Like if you pass a certain year, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. You just say, uh, just I don't know if Richard is back. If we have he comes and goes. He comes and goes. Whenever he's around, I meet him. Uh, he's in France. Yeah, Gobla. Yeah, but he comes around once in a while. I don't. I'll ask him when he's he's finishing, or if he's deciding to come back. French, I think I don't know. French, French I'm Italian not sure. Studio mate, snatch him and say, I'll say yeah. You sit here and animate some things. Yeah, but I mean, I'm happy if he's in Goblins, which is cool. Was well, the, the the MIT of animation? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yes, so let's keep talking. I'm curious about failure. That's the thing. I am. Failure. Yes. In what way? Like in sense of like. Because it's the matters, I mean, like, you know, how creativity is also not, it's, you know, times guys present on the one side of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But as GNK was growing, I guess there's some things that you are doing that, you know, what I mean, like, just that's hit a world didn't work. Mm. Or, like, you know, just tinkering and it's just going. Oh. And also how you navigated it to become just like a, the artist you are now. And, like, I mean, first of all, man, I would say I'm still failing now. Because for me, failure 
is anytime you're stuck. Uh, if you're doing the same thing yeah. and you feel like you're stuck in any way, yeah. may I think there's a form of failure in that. Uh, okay. Like, for instance, if you say, let, 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 let me say it in terms of like graphic design. Yeah. If you're there as a graphic designer yeah. and you've been doing the same thing, and and when I say the same thing, I don't. It's not even about money. Yeah. Right. It's like in terms of skill level, mm. everyone knows when they have upgraded and when they are stuck. Yeah. I don't think you can downgrade because yeah. you already have what you have in terms of skill. Yeah, and then you just keep improving. Yeah. Sure. But if you as yourself, you know, yeah, then there's this particular. I remember that when I was working at the agency, yeah. there's a. <laughs> I had a very unique situation. So there's a we had an Egyptian guy yeah. called Mahmoud Said. He was the creative director. This guy was a genius. He was like really incredible. He'd worked on many brands all over the world. And I learned a lot from him. And he had this signature that he would do in logo design. Mm. A certain gradient mm. he would add like that would create like a highlight to make something look glossy. Ah, okay. And I picked that from him. Yeah. So I started applying that in my stuff. So I applied it so much that one day there's, there's this friend of mine called Tendo. Mm. He notices some work I'm doing. Yeah. And he says, you know, you do that a lot. Huh? Yeah. I'm like, do what? He's like, that shiny effect. You do that a lot. And he wasn't saying it as a criticism. Yeah. He was actually recognizing that I, it's my style. style. Yeah. So that was kind of a good thing. Yeah. But it was also a bad thing. Because I'm like, yeah, I kind of have uh, been stuck on this. Like I'm not really changing things up. Yeah. To the point that it's good for people to recognize your work. Yeah. Like to just look at it and know, okay, that's Gabriel's work yeah. without you even writing your name on yeah. it. Mm. So that was a good thing, but it also made me know I'm stuck. And I remember even my own brother saw it and said the same thing. Like I asked him, I'm like, do you think I do this too much? And he's like, yep, you do that thing too much. And I was like, what? And I sat down and I'm like, okay, I need to find other ways. Even like the structure of which I used to do logos. Yeah. Like there's a way I would put the icon here, then centralize everything. And then there's, uh, there's fonts I used to use that were the same. I would repeat the same font. Uh -huh. So that's just in, in graphic design. And yeah. I sat down and I said, you know what? I need to upgrade my skill level. When I look at, I mean, it's more obvious, I would say in illustration. Yeah. I can look at my work now and look at work, say, maybe from 2015, mm. and there's a huge difference. Yeah. So for me, that's success. Uh, if I look back and there's no difference, if I look at 2023 at work, mm. and I look at, let's not even go too far, let's say 2021, mm. just here, mm. and I don't see a difference, mm. then that's failure. So for me, success is just becoming better. Okay. Like improving yourself yeah. constantly. And failure is like staying stuck. It's staying stuck. And you'll always know. And are you saying like you're the kind of person who's like just going to beat like beat yourself until you get out of the stack? Yes, yes. Uh, but I, I, like I said, it's a personality thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, I know uh, what, what works for me is yeah. brute force. Yeah. Like if I see something and I know I'm stuck on this, I will sit down and say, okay, tonight I'm learning a new technique. <laughs> I'll open YouTube or Skillshare, yeah. one of those learning um, websites. Exactly. and say, I'm going to learn this particular, we're talking about animation. Yeah. You can sit down and say, okay, my animations have been lacking in this area or that area. Maybe they're not fluid. Maybe the way I lip sync, something is wrong there. And you sit down and say, I'm going to learn a new technique. And me personally, the way I do it, I brute force. Like I will just push myself and repeat and repeat until I break through. Uh, and just like until you get to learn how to use the Until thing. I learn it. Uh, so you're watching even things on repeat in this situation? Yeah. Sometimes? Yeah, most times actually. I would like there's, there's some tutorials that even after learning it, yeah. like I know I've learned the skill, but I keep going back and rewatching yeah, it. That's like, so funny. Remember my first, this is so funny because remember my first video gig? Yeah. I didn't own a 5D. Yeah. 
and I didn't know how to. But man, this person says, "Hey, here's Gabriel. There's some money. Do you want? Do you want it? You should video." I just said yes to yeah. the thing, but I I'd never showed the video. Ugandan way. You say yes first, and then yeah, you and figure I like, it and out. And I wanted to get into video, but as there's no one give me the opportunity to yeah. get. And this person's like, "Yo, this shoot a small one minute thing. Yeah, with some money, but you have to shoot with this camera. Na 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 na." And when he said repeat, it reminded me of like I watched a video on the menu system for 5D yeah. like 20 times. Yeah. I just like you know like just repeating. So by the time I held the camera in my hand, it was just like oh in the video the guy said touch this. It, it was now like, just muscle memory. Just like ah okay uh-huh. yeah points okay it looks okay then it's like but it was like. I mean, I can't do it again. It's just, it you know, I used to even do the same thing when I was teaching at Artfield. Yeah. And like I would give, I would give the guys an assignment yeah. and tell them, okay, we're going to, we're practicing this particular technique. Yeah. And then they, they, they go over the weekend, they do the assignment, they come back. I look at the results. Some guys would do it to the T, 100% what I asked. Yeah. Some would struggle a bit, some would fail completely. And I would repeat and make all of them do the same thing again. Yeah. And one one of the guys once asked me is like, but like I like, aren't we going to like? He was getting frustrated. Of he thought by now we should be at another stage. Yeah. And he's right. Yeah. But me, I was like, this particular stage is so fundamental that you have to master it. Like you have to be so natural at it, because when you reach the next stage, you just fly through it. Yeah. Once you get this fundamental. Mm. So I used to do that repetition thing in class as well. Like make guys repeat the same thing. Like, oh, and they're like, oh man, it. here we go with the same thing we did. Like we did this last week. Like, yeah, we're going to keep doing it until we know it. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, so the, okay, that's interesting. So that's a very interesting word, like dealing with failure, but also like getting better. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's quite uh, intense. Yeah, I think I think like you, you talk for about me it's quite intense. Like dealing with failure. For me, I say you shouldn't be afraid of it. Like you shouldn't, because that's the problem. Some people, when the idea of failure, they get so scared they freeze. Mm. And artists in particular suffer with with that. That's how we enter the world of procrastination. Like mm. you sit down and say, like let's say starting a podcast, right? Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't immediate for you. Uh, you had this idea, you want to start a podcast, you're like, okay, but now I need equipment, I need the mic, I need this. Yeah. And then you sit down and you're like, okay, but I don't have it. Then you end up procrastinating. And you're like, oh, because I don't have the money for this particular thing, then I have to get this, then everything has to be perfect. Then I need this, this, the studio and I need yeah. this and that. Uh, and you just keep holding yourself back. Yeah, very true. Now, that fear of starting, mm. because you lack in this area or that area, instead of just picking one small thing and saying, I'll start with this, mm. that's where most artists suffer. Um, that that fear to fail die in that a sense. dangerous death yeah like that yeah sure i mean when i said the podcast this podcast right over it started where the re i think it started with the recorder mm. peter mochivi was the first episode yeah admire i saw that one yeah i went and put a recorder in the middle in the table with peter across yeah and that's how we rolled we just said take one let's talk and we just talked about admire yada yada no mics nothing i'm just like Man, it should work. Edited it. It sort of worked. Yeah. Ah, we you put something out. You put something yeah. out. Uh, you know, there's like, uh, I remember when I first, when I started working in that place, Da Vinci. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember the guy told you about yeah. uh, Mahmoud. Mahmoud asked me, are you in Behance? Yeah. I had never heard of Behance. I told him, no, what's that? He looks at me like, like I'm unserious. He's like, he's like, you don't know what Behance is? I'm like, no. What is it? He's like, it's a portfolio for artists. Yeah. I'm like, well, I guess I'll try to find that out. Yeah. He's like, are you on DeviantArt? 
I wasn't on DeviantArt, but I knew about it. Yeah. I'm like, no, but I know about it. He's like, so where's your work? I'm like, yeah, it's on Facebook. He's like, no, that's not a serious place for art. Like, you can have it there, no. but there are professional sites where you should put your stuff. I'm like, cool. That same night, I go home. And this at the time, I was very confident in my art, by the way. Very confident. <laughs> almost arrogant. Even. I go and I open Behance yeah. and Deviant. Yeah. My God. I looked at other people's art. I was blown away. I was like, this is what other people are doing. I realized how small I was. <laughs> and I was like, I can't post anything. Uh, so I come back the next day and I tell him, yeah, I created an account, but I didn't post anything. He's like, why? I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough to be there. And he said, but when will you be? Yeah. Like you post now, like post now and then keep posting. Yeah. And when you, when you compare, like say after three months, you compare your post now to the last one. Yeah. If there's no difference, try harder. Yeah. Become better. Like, but don't be scared to post, like, because you're scared of criticism mm. or you're scared that you're not good enough. Or and then remember like what you're saying, like, the guys on Behance are talking against work and they're like, oh, when did you start? Like, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years. You're like, yeah, that's yeah. how work looks like that. Like, yeah. there's no yeah, so way. There's, there's, there's nothing wrong. And even some of the students at that field had that same problem. I would tell them yeah. to create these accounts and they're like, I have nothing good to show. Yeah. I'm like, anything is something. Just yeah. post it there. Mm. On one day, 10 years from now, you look at it and say, can you imagine that was my first thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So as we end the episode, we should do a life lesson. Okay. Like I like to ask all the guests, um, what like like all the creative endeavors and all the things you're doing with the art. Like what life lesson have you learned that they can apply? In case we're bored them for the first like thirty minutes, or so, you know, <laughs> like because they're just like you know, let's skip to the end of this episode. <laughs> What's the plot? What life lesson do you think, as Jonah, you have learned as a person from the art and the stuff you have pursued? creatively uh i think i would say the most important lesson i learned and i'm still learning is dealing with criticism naturally i'm i'm someone that has always just dealt well with criticism i don't take it to heart i don't take it personally but i still try to take it like even there's people that don't even know how to criticize they're not there's some who are really just trying to insult you yeah but there are some who just don't know how to they don't know how to form the words mm. to give constructive criticism. Mm. So it just comes off as ins- insult, yeah. right? Mm. But I still sit down and say, what is this person trying to tell me? Yeah. Which area, wh- what did they not understand in what I was communicating? Because art at the end of the day is communication. And communication is one of the most fundamental things as a human being to have. Yeah. We, I need to make you understand Stand something awesome. in any aspect of yeah. life. You, yeah. We need to understand each other. Sure. So whenever I find criticism in any way, mm. I realize I failed to communicate. So I have to just take it back, re- re-understand it, mm. restructure my messaging, uh, okay. and communicate back. Uh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. Well, I have no more questions. Thank you so much for coming through, man. Cheers, bro. OG. This is an OG episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just put sad in the OG episodes. Yeah. Uh, OGs yeah. have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> Now we just do a thing. Yeah. Otherwise, thank you so much, man. Cheers, bro. Okay. Let me end the episode.